0: hot cross buns with butter and raspberry jam on the most tasty thing in the world Cat away cat away for four Carlos Brathwaite remember the name and my goodness it's gone way down to Swansea
1: Goldie finishes off in style. I was, I was sat in the cabinet room and it was like hosting me or me. The
0: big man, the fridge is open. He's flown like a gazelle. What can Chris Gayle do? He goes long. Oh, you've right. You've got a man beside you. He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins!
2: Hello there all of you. It's been an absolutely bumper week of Test Match Cricket in Chennai. This is the Rongan and and the Motley crew who've been enjoying it all in my esteemed company are Max and Ollie. They're here. We've got slightly partisan, big beaming smiles across our faces and for Satyagal. Where are Let's be having you, Sacha. Oh, what a day for you it's been today. A colossal defeat by India at home, outplayed comprehensively by an England team that no one gave a chance to.
3: What one of your great days? Well, it'd be one of the worst days of my life, Bertie. Bad enough watching India lose at home to my arch-nemesis England. And then I have to come on a podcast with you lot <laughs> and watch you all gloat. It's like pouring sulfuric acid into already gaping wounds. <laughs> there must be That's a, a bit of thought much. you were going
1: to win, though, because you got up for the for the four AM start today. So you must have been optimistic.
3: I got up for the four AM start because of my commitment to the wronging. <laughs> <laughs> and also because I had a slight feeling that we might do do another impossible. But <laughs> less said about that, the better.
2: Yeah, one of those uh, one of those where you thought there, there could be the smallest chance but ultimately England's vast array of quality showed through in the end. What a Phenomenal overall rounded performance it was from England. Such such a not a nice change because they've been quite good away from home in recent times, but uh very unexpected, Max.
0: Yes, very unexpected. So unexpected. I thought you were going to throw to Oli. Um <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was very unexpected. I thought we were gonna get absolutely pumped 4-0, and obviously England are one nil up, so that is now impossible. I still think we might lose 3-1, but uh because I don't fancy England batting second and then last on any of these pitches once they start turning and spitting and going up
2: and down. But uh, no, unbelievable, Jeff. Yes, it is lovely. And while we're here, uh, I thought we'd have some uh, correspondence which has come in. Uh, This is from Haydo, who writes in saying, Hi, lads. Loving the show. I thought I'd bring something about one of your co-hosts to your attention. Essex's Max Parry shares a laugh with none other... The Long Ball Merchant and former Stoke City FC manager Tony Pulis. Is there something about Mb's parentage that we don't yet know? I hope this information serves you well. Hey, you no, know, it absolutely has served us well because uh, I'd like you to check out this. Uh, this is Max Parry. <laughs> we, we know how this works, so and this is Long Ball Merchant Tony Pulis. As <laughs> close to home, in it, yeah. Is that is that a comparison that you thought would be uh, brought up for you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we are. There it comes out. <clears throat> there it is. The irony of it all. It is uncanny. I mean,
0: he's not an attractive man, both in both physically or in terms of his laugh or in terms of the way he plays football. So it's not something that I'm gonna, you know, I'm putting that on my hinge profile. Believe it or not, <laughs> laugh like Tony Pulis, but um, maybe. The next time, you know, if I'm ever, if I ever have children and I'm organizing their Sunday football team, maybe if I laugh like Tony Pulis or show them Tony Pulis laughing, they'll associate me with his defensive prowess and they'll listen to my drills.
2: Yeah. Uh, Send it (laughs) up to the five foot three lad up top who ate in the under nines. Yeah, exactly. Hit it long.
3: It's a, the channel. Jesus
2: Christ. Yeah, exactly. He's really, although they won't be allowed to head in football soon, but Parry's not going to be having any of that in the junior levels. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> political is, political greatness has gone mad. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, it's brain injuries gone mad if you if you, if you hear me. Yes, if you right. too would like to uh, contact the show, uh, you can get in touch via our, our website, which is www.rongandcricket.com on Twitter at wrongandcricket, or give us a voice memo on Anchor, which we haven't actually received one of those yet. And uh, we would like to hear all of your lovely voices. Back to the test. Where do we start amidst this sort of lovely tapas mm-hmm. selection of, uh, of chat that we've got? I think the, the place where we've really got to start, Max, is Jimmy Anderson. Absolutely unplayable and one of the great spells in Test Bowling. One of the great spells,
0: one of the great men, one of the great quifts, one of the one of one of the great bowlers. Um, he bust the game open. I think obviously Jack Leach took the first wicket of the morning with Pajara, who who would have been uh, a real thorn in England's side. But when Anderson dismissed, dismissed Gill, and then when he dismissed uh, Rahane, bang bang! Suddenly the tension sort of escaped. From the room I was sat in, anyway, when I was watching, uh, when I was watching the coverage, uh, he averages a smidge over 30 now against India, which is very good considering that the conditions are incredibly unfavourable to his sort of bowling. He's dismissed Rouhani twice in three matches at 11 runs apiece, which isn't too bad. Um, I guess the question mark really from his perspective, is, well, it's not a question mark. He's not going to play in the next Test match, but he would definitely want to. And he's convinced his,
2: his best days are ahead of him, which I think is remarkable. But if he performs like that, maybe he's right. We'll see how he gets on exactly uh, for the duration of the rest of the series and what games they play him in. But I would just like to quickly focus on what is rivaling being one of the greatest uh, overs ever bowled in Test match cricket. It's amazing how much experience he almost seems to physically
1: extract from the ball and pitch when he comes out to bowl nowadays. Yeah, what he lacks maybe in in pace or raw energy, uh, he clearly makes up for with, you know, technical brilliance and I think I'd probably written off his abilities uh, to to bust his game open on wide 5 based on reverse swing alone. I thought I probably thought if anyone's going to do that it's probably going to be uh, Stokes that England's probably best exponent of reverse but uh, those two to get rid of Gil and Rahani, respectively. It was such a, a sort of fine marginary really, to to slide the ball through the gap between bat and pad. As a picture, isn't there? I think that's doing the round on Twitter of their sort of technique that they've uh, they've held as their stumps are being uprooted, um, and the gaps obviously pretty pretty small. Two technically very sound players. So the the technical excellence to to be able to pull off that skill is uh, is quite sublime, really.
2: Do we think England are going to be tempted to pick him for this uh, for the second test or I mean in my eyes they're going to stick with their rotation I think they're they're not going to be shifting any of that at any point right now No 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 chance of
0: them picking him for the next test match given it starts on Friday doesn't it they're going to wrap they're going to put him in an ice bath that's and they're going brilliant. to take him out for the third test you know what I mean he's going to come out he's going to come out like a prune he's going to his skin is going to look what his skin should look like now given his age that's how long he's going to be <laughs> in that ice bath
2: Yeah you Can imagine you, after a it, whole series in the sun, his yeah. his Lancastrian skin is going to be very leathery. Yes. <laughs> Yes.
0: The thing is, though, if it does get leathery, he'll have some sort of uh, disposition to want to lick
2: himself and rub himself on (laughs) other face. Yeah, (laughs) it's lovely and shiny.
0: He'll
3: have a sort of wavy
2: (laughs) run-up coming in, reversing every so often. He's
3: only allowed to use sweat these days, lads. not allowed to use any licking these days. That's That's true, true. he
1: won't (laughs) himself. The reality check is that Anderson's probably had one of his best ever days in Test cricket, and we're discussing the fact that he's uh, he's (laughs) dried raisin. Are dried raisins Can raisins be dried? I don't think so. But
0: uh, they're raisin. already dried. They're already dried raisins, aren't they? They're dried grapes. And I'm sorry <laughs> for
1: all of our 38
2: year old and old listeners listening who uh, are arguing that th- at the age of 38 they've uh, they've not become old and decrepit and like a, and like a prune. But in terms of uh, top level Test match cricket, Jimmy Anderson uh, is th- is thoroughly centurion levels <laughs> levels of age. I don't think they'll bring him back into the next test, partly because it was such a joy watching him bowl today, fresh. The, the last thing you want to be doing is tiring him out, having him toil in and out over after over, and it begins to sort of slip. The best thing that England can do for him at this stage in his career is is rotating.
3: I also think given that the third test is going to be a day-night test for the pink ball. It would probably make sense to keep Jimmy uh, nice and fresh for that, given that you know if there's no clouds about, he's going to need the pink ball to help him out. <laughs> so grapes So grapes so reasons <laughs> that is a that is a good point
0: though to be fair because we know having watched day night test cricket that that twilight period around nine o'clock or maybe a little bit earlier when the sun's going down and the lights come on it nibbles around all over the place and Anderson you are right Satch Anderson is the is the bowler you want in that situation
2: you don't want him on one leg no he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get it to reverse with he wouldn't be at, like he that. wouldn't be at a ball with he? <laughs> uh the other half of the main attack today, Jack Leach is probably the one to focus in on him and Anderson were really doing the damage. I said on our Twitter feed a little bit earlier today that I feel like Jack Leach is the sort of most memeable player in the England side. He sort of came to England fans' attention through. A 90 odd against Ireland and that famous run against Australia at Headingley, but he then he, he put in some very very creditable bowling performances and he then just wasn't there for fourteen months. He, he, he for various reasons he wasn't there and people talking about, oh Jack Leach will he be able to bounce back from being hit by a Pant? Yeah, he absolutely will. He's he's been since the Ashes in two thousand nineteen. He had sepsis in New Zealand, in South Africa. He had gastroenteritis, and this is a guy who has had Crohn's disease since the age of 14. 2020 comes along, doesn't really play any tests because the the series to Sri Lanka is cancelled and the series in summer is slightly different, and also you can only select one spinner, and best was preferred. So comes around to this January, and he's had 14 months out of playing for England, comes back and leads the line to... Three successive victories in Asia. I think he deserves a lot more credit than just being that bloke with the glasses. Yeah,
1: no, you're right, Bertie. He clearly doesn't scream rock and roll at a time when it's uh, it's quite cool to be an England cricketer. But um, but what he's done in Asia this year has been has been fantastic. You know, he's, he's been taken to the cleaners uh, in one innings, and I don't think he particularly bowled badly in the first innings. Um, I think. Risha Pant just had a clear game plan in mind to take on the ball that was turning into him and, and got a hold of him. But you know the stats out there suggest that he didn't really bowl that badly. I think he went at almost tens, as Max said on the podcast yesterday, while Pant was batting. But went at less than twos economy. Uh, since then, he bowled with real control on it on a fifth day pitch, which you sort of need your spinners to, to do their job and win you the game more often than not in in India. So. Um, yeah you're right he, he does probably deserves more credit than, than he's got also he hasn't perhaps got the slice of fortune slices of fortune that, that best has in this series as well
3: I think um, one of the balls I was really impressed with Jack Lee today was the one that dismissed Pajara. like I've said a number of times about how good the player to spin Pajara is he one of the best in the world without a doubt so ball to dismiss it's been a dismissal in Pujara in India it's got to be a pretty good ball and we saw last night that the ball that dismissed Rohit actually burst through the pitch a little bit and you know that's why it, it spun and turned uh, spun and bounced so sharply until his off stump but the one to Pujara didn't it was it was pure turn and bounce just off the deck off the from the, from the stumps it wasn't even any any sort of major puff of dust, which suggests to me that actually Jack Leach doesn't probably need to have have the ball bear through the pitch to be threatening. He's probably got a little bit in the in his locker to to to, to threaten the batsman. I
1: agree. And I actually thought he showed some quite subtle variation in the way that he dismissed Ashwin because he bowled, it looked from the slow-mo replays, like he bowled a bit of a top spinner there. Um, Ashwin, I think, was expecting it to turn and try to, to cut it, but it just, you know, sort of bounced surprisingly, I suppose, on, on Ashwin and gloved it through. So really subtle variations and it, landing it in the same spot did for did for India in the end. And his control, as you say, Bertie, was, was, uh, was you know, really impressive.
2: When you look at this uh, England performance, obviously the margin of victory is big, but equally from on surface level, you might be thinking Root provided all the big daddy runs and the toss was clearly a great one to win. But I think it's unfair to suggest that England were potentially lucky or relied on route too much because you go through that entire 11 and everyone apart from Dan Lawrence who uh, I'm sure Max would say provided vibes to the dressing room to uh, to lubricate the victory along All of the players at some point turned up and did a job at something. The bowlers, some of them might have tied at certain points, but they came to the fore at others. Even the likes of Rory Burns, duck in the second innings, but his 30 in the first isn't to be sniffed at. He completely saw off the new bowl with Sibley for the first innings for the other batsmen to then do their thing. It's been a really good team performance from England, from top to bottom
0: great team performance should be duly celebrated by the boys Um, I agree with what you say about Dan Lawrence he didn't offer much in the way of runs and he didn't bowl so he didn't offer much in the way of wickets and he took zero catches but (laughs) I think he had a very good test match in terms of he looked very good standing at mid on he obviously got on well with Jimmy Anderson he's a lot younger than Jimmy and I think Jimmy is the sort of bloke who wouldn't he doesn't suffer falls right if if Lawrence is an annoying He'll tell him and he'll give him the look. He was laughing with Dan Lawrence. He seemed to be getting on very well with him. So I think Lawrence offers a lot in terms of uh, social lubricant, social capital. We should celebrate that. While Zach Crawley... Has Zach Crawley broken his wrist? Is it is it properly messed up or is he going to be back for the next Test match? No, he's up. Because if not, I think... He's out for the first two. Well, England are going to go two 0 up then, because Dan Lawrence is going to be there. The boys are going to feel good. Um, I like the idea of obviously now Joss Butler is going home. I like the idea of Dan Lawrence is cracking open Joss's beers. He's giving him some kingfishers. He's giving him some cobras. Joss is Joss is getting drunk. Dan's getting drunk maybe with him because you know he's, he's generally speaking upset, but he's a good lad. Um, I, you know, England. I oh, just isn't Dan Lawrence great.
2: What, what, um, what was the question? Uh, the question was more about it being a great team performance, and you've suggested oh, that right. I'd be the only player who didn't play well uh, did contribute to the team through, uh, and I quote, social capital. Uh, whether or not that is the case uh, <laughs> remains to be seen.
3: I think, based on Max Paddy's analysis there, it really was a complete team performance for England. But uh, seriously, I think it was, it, it really was a fantastic team performance all round. And Bertie, you said that it, it, it might be one of the, England's best away wins in test matches. And I said before the, the series started on the group, I, th- I thought that if England actually take this whole series, it will probably be the best test series win in my lifetime. I, I can't think of one that could top it, given how strong India are at home, to take the series away from India at home, given like everything that's happening and you know, the relative strength of England, it, it would be one of the greatest achievements, or if not the greatest achievement of test cricket I've seen.
2: It's a nice image, uh, Joss Butler being sat in the changing room with the big beers and the champagne, like he's won the whole
1: series because his series ends 1-0 there and he can just live at large. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Danny Rubin, the England media manager, is also going home for the birth of his son. So those two are probably uh, going to get down f- f- tonight, I'd imagine.
2: A few yeah, G&Ts on the eight-hour flight home then yeah mate get stuck into the Cobras David Boone it David Boone it <laughs> I'd be very very surprised if jo- Joss Butler is going to David Boone it with however many dozens <laughs> of, uh, of beers David Boone once had on the flight Such so it's not all negative for India uh, I know uh, there's, a, there's a few negatives for India in there but there were some batting positives uh, mainly for, for Mr Gill and for Mr Virat yeah let's
3: start with Mr Gill another another very assured bat performance in the fourth innings. He didn't really look troubled until he got that absolute jaffer off Jimmy Anderson. That lad's got a blank bat still. I don't know how on earth that lad's still got a blank bat. i of have, have MRF tyres or SEAT tyres or some other obscure Indian tyre company not come in for the, the advertising rights on the top of that bat, but... You know, I think somebody said on, on on Twitter. I think it might be Matt Row from Crickinfo, who said, "Surely Shubman Gill cannot go through his entire 140 Test career without any bat sponsorship." <laughs> um, so yeah, it remains to be seen where he goes. I hope he goes for MRF like the like like Virat Kohli and Sachin Tendulkar and AB de Villiers and some other greats. But no, it was it was it was good. Virat Kohli, I, I think on a more serious, you know, Jared Kimber on Twitter wrote a lovely article about that was the best innings he's seen from Virat Kohli in terms of batting prowess. Like, it was chanceless on what was a very treacherous pitch, or a fairly treacherous pitch at that point. You know, false shot percentage was tiny, given that the ball was doing all sorts. So, you know, there's been a little bit of talk recently about how Coldy's had a very out-of-form 2020. And I think that performance there hopefully will providing confidence that he, well I'm assuming that he's low on confidence he probably isn't but just getting back in the runs getting back feeling good with the bat if he wasn't beforehand and you know if, if India are to pull the series back you know with Joe Root in the form he's in Coley's going to really need to to match at least match Joe Root and yeah that, that inning certainly bodes well
2: It was definitely slightly easier for him when Don Best gave him three successive full tosses that went for four I have to say <laughs> I thought the Talksport commentary was a little bit harsh on him on that. Uh, I was in the shower at the time, painting an image of that in your head. Talksport in the shower. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Talksport in the shower. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it. fact, it's been a matter of routine. But the commentator was saying, like, "Oh, you do not want to see a player like this. His head in his hands, and oh, it's it must be awful for him." I'm thinking, hang on, they've, they've got India six down for 140. Now. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it'd be fine. But generally speaking, it's not all negatives for India, and I'm sure they're gonna end up winning the uh, the series three <laughs> one. Coming back to the toss, Sach, was that India's biggest downfall, not winning it, or is there is there more to their defeat than that?
3: If it's not the biggest downfall, it's at least 50-50, I would say. I, I I, do think, I think we probably all deep down think this probably would have been a different game had India won the toss. But having said that, it, it's, it's an explanation for the loss as opposed to a justification. I would still expect India, having lost the toss, to have enough firepower to at least draw that test match and... Frankly, it's unacceptable that we haven't. I, I said to you boys before that anything less than for India nowadays, given our strength and the power we have, anything less than whitewashing the opponents is a failure. And this test series now is a failure for India, make no mistake. Never mind drawing a match, we've lost a match and it's not good enough. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if we if India do win the toss next match. If 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 I am correct in my hypothesis, but. There were, we were too sloppy there were too many mistakes we got a bit unlucky with our baton some of the baton dismissals especially to Mr Don Bess but there was far too many no balls for example the wasted reviews they dropped catches and all of that I think added up to probably an extra 70 or 80 runs that England put on in that first inning so we probably should have bowled England out for about 500 and if we did I'm not saying we would have won but it would have been a slightly different proposition 70 80 runs is not a trivial amount so In many respects, we were the architects of our own downfall, as well as the 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 bad luck we've had. And don't forget, as well, on the bad luck front, not having your danger is a massive miss. it just completely ruins the balance of our side.
0: Sach, you described Bindi's performance as a disgrace or words to that effect. I think there is only one thing we can take from this test match to really describe it as a disgrace, and that is the following advertising. Uh, I, I assume you guys saw going around the boundary, there was a big advertising hoarding saying the words bat, bowl, dettol. What the f*** is that? <laughs> like firstly I know it rhymes but they they have no relationship together bat bowl, detol that means nothing and also if you're detol right surely there's only one strap line you're going for for a cricket advertising and that is detol cleaning up the towel since 1932 <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! You know what I mean? That's an, that's an open goal right there. But you know, another obviously Detol is a is a household name.
3: Matt you are absolutely <laughs> wasted in financial social media content. We need to ship you off to India right mate, away.
2: Ship me off to Detol. I'll I'll sort them right out. Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But um, other, other cleaning yeah, products such a joke, as uh, Bold washing up powder. That's another one. Yeah,
1: or, or that Bold feel Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 What are the cleaning brands? Uh, would you think would be far more suitable, or or, stra- or strap lines even for different uh, for different cleaning brands with the cricket?
0: Mister Muscle, it's over the top. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. Or uh, dash and run. I was going to go for tip and run or dash and run, but dash and run isn't that doesn't mean anything, does it? Um, vanish
2: down the hands of the slips. Oh, vanish and the stumps are gone. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. That would you be could nice. And uh, you, uh, you could also have uh, Chris Silverwood coming in with a load of dirty whites and then he throws them in yeah. and they come out clean with vanish.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, the, vis- the visuals, obviously this is an audio medium, but the visuals really do paint themselves. Uh, there is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Um, if, if we wanted to do food, you could have get back in the pizza hut after someone's bowled. Every time someone gets bowled, get back in the pizza hut and then... <laughs> The, the man from Pizza Hut it
3: was very Australian though
0: yeah, yeah. Was, that, these are the sort of bands that would happen in the Big Bash <laughs> yes yeah. well. yeah. yeah. then yeah uh, yeah that mm-hmm. and chicken <laughs> yeah cricket and chicken oh I love cricket and chicken I'll put the bucket on my head oh <laughs>
2: what is that about anyway You're if like you do have any uh, cleaning brands that you think would really work well at the cricket I mean cleaning's big right now with a big disease going on cleaning is hot <laughs> yeah. so maybe they really should be, uh, should be jumping on the fact that there's, uh, there's cricket oriented puns for them to be uh, losing sorry I just stumbled a little bit there I had to put in a marker for yet another one of Parry's swears that I've got to bleep sorry dad <laughs> right enough of the uh, Click It Korean chat uh, we're back with you straight after this short break Thank you for returning to the wrong and off the back of that short little bit of production, Max Satch.
0: I reckon I've worked out why you would stumble saying so Max and Satch. It's like I stumble over my own name because it's Ma Pa. Chuck Ollie's name in between us because Ma and
2: Sa is hard to do. No, you were more a, the X uh, and the S to be honest. A linguistic, oh, and that. Max Parry really isn't that difficult to say. I'm sorry. I,
0: often, I regularly stumble over my own name because it's too... Rah, rah, you know what I mean?
2: It's the same mouth movement.
3: Anyway, just take two.
2: Thank you for returning to the and On the back of that short little bit of production, Max Satch and Ollie are all here with me. Uh Yesterday or the other day, we asked you whether you had been personally wronged by uh, England captain and all-round goody two-shoes, Joe Root. We received absolutely nothing negative, Uh not <laughs> broadcasting any of the positive ones because that would do defeat the point of the correspondence. Uh But it's very disappointing we couldn't get any dirt on him. What do you lads imagine his dark previous was? Clearly, Billy Root doesn't
1: listen to the podcast. Because, uh, <laughs> there's actually, there's actually a, a BBC article recently that, that Billy has be, has written or has got written about sort of growing up with Joe. And uh, there's a, a nice little story of when they were younger, and uh, Joe used to bat for ages being the, the, the bullying big brother. And as soon as Billy would get him out, Joe would just uh, get him out first ball and go. Or well, get him, him out with his off spin. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, he would just pin him LBW. I think the story says it he'd pinned him LBW and then after one ball, even though it's obviously first ball grace, everyone knows that children's cricket rules, first ball grace, mm-hmm. uh, would tell Billy to get on his bike, get back to the pizza hut. I'm in that. Maybe maybe oh. the reason Joe Root's got no dirt and
0: is seemingly guilt-free of any wrongdoing is because him and his brother are like two sides. They're like the angel and the devil. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So maybe... Because Billy's got this weird straggly beard now and, let's face it, looks a bit and unkempt. What you said about Let, not snagging off
2: people, Max... Yeah, well, they're not coming on here, mate. Come on. This and really, the, they'll know we say it how it is. This is the second time in a week as well that one of you lot has besmirched Billy Root as not only being... Uh, you'd, be, you'd be very disappointed if, uh, if he turned on oh, yeah. to, uh, to a signing session for the Root Academy and it was Billy Root. Now you're suggesting that he is evil incarnate <laughs> in comparison <Evil. laughs> to his brother.
3: I'm, I'm going to say one thing in the defence of Billy Root. He's surely got more energy than his brother. Oh, he must do. Oh, Must do. Here we go. Must <laughs> do.
0: More energy in a mug.
2: I see you, mate. All that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, I think we should just quickly move to Australia. I've got a question. Uh, what is the Allen Border Medal about and why do Aussies give such a shit about it?
3: Definition-wise, it's the, the award for the Outstanding Male Cricketer of the Year, but I don't know Who why cares? it's the Allen Border Medal. Why do we really care ever? so
2: much about it?
3: Every country's got one of them. haven't these not not an Alan Border medal in particular, but some sort of some sort of medal. I don't know why it's named after Alan Border though. Like why has bloke got so much stuff named after him? Sure, okay. surely, like Don Bradman or someone else onto
2: the, onto yeah you think it. that the best australian oh, cricketer award the best australian cricketer award would definitely be named after the best australian cricketer ever uh, but the reason Please. i'm asking is because i've never heard of the respective england player of the year award but every single year i hear about the australian one like surely it doesn't really matter who's their player of the year if you've just been beaten by india at home do you reckon it's uh, do you reckon the Alan Border medal is like you
0: know like in a war-torn African states you've got all the generals with their jackets on and they've all got like one million medals? Do you reckon it's just like a closed shop and like Alan Borders just sat there with a jacket just like fifteen medals on his lapel, going, "Oh Warner, do you want another medal yeah, there you go, mate, and it's just that's how it works. And like every year there'll be a new cricketer that walks around with a shitload of medals in their jacket.
2: That's what I hope is true, anyway. New cricketer, mainly it's just uh, it's just uh, Steve Smith who looked like a sort of despot oh, yeah. general, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Elsewhere, the uh, the real the real top Australian cricketer of our age, uh, Kylie Minogue has been uh, playing cricket in the garden. Uh, this is amidst news that apparently she's not engaged to her boyfriend uh, Paul Solomon. In case anyone was interested, I've been having a look over her back catalogue of songs, and to be fair, cricket is very much reflected in them. Have a listen to these some of her biggest hits the uh, patch of rough outside the off stump then there's this one to extract turn off the wicket and get him on umpire's call which I think went to number two and mow through the
1: covers for four, which I think breached the top ten I don't know any Carly Minogue songs they were all players on words uh, they, they likely were Ollie. yeah but if <laughs> To be fair, I'm really well done,
2: missing the target on our general audience because we tend to hit between the age of 22 and 30, and yet I don't think Carly's had a, had a number one single in at least 15 years. So
0: We don't favorite. have enough dads. We don't have enough dads to listen to this podcast, you know what I mean? That's yeah. one for the dads.
2: Bring, bring me sure. more dads and gays. I months. want more dads and gays listening to the podcast so then any <laughs> Kylie Minogue-oriented punks yeah. uh, really shoot us through the ceiling of the uh, UK uh, cricket podcast charts. Uh, but it's good to know that she's getting involved in backyard cricket. Uh, she's even got the white lines drawn out on the, uh, on the wiki. That's good to see.
0: She has got the white lines, but she's doing... Do you reckon... So the image we're looking at is a shadow of Kylie Minogue with her arm, a left arm raised as if she's giving someone out, but she's not giving them out. She's doing the peace sign. Do you it's reckon she like, thinks... Uh, she's
2: emulating
1: Churchill in uh, in the 40s. <laughs> that's Durham indoor cricket <laughs> signalled to the scorer that it's two runs scored. Ah. Uh, uh, that, that's doing the old college cricket indoor two runs. Well, um, just stick the Vs at them. Yeah, we actually don't know which way round a hand is.
2: That could be uh, pivotal information. It's true. It could be pivotal information. Anyway, uh, let's have a Spilling the Chai.
3: How will India always be better than England? How do I get Virat to father my kids? Why are Punjab so bad? Spilling the Chai with
2: Sach. Satch. Playing the chai, where our India correspondent answers uh, a question from you, you the audience, about Indian cricket. This week, we've got a question about Ishant Sharma. Now, just before we get into it, yesterday Max suggested that ishan sharma in his words had a weird voice i've uh, done some digging and i have unearthed a clip of uh, ishan sharma talking about his uh, move to hove uh, when he played at sussex so max i'll uh, leave it down to you as to whether or not he has a weird voice and you're,
3: um, you're based in Hove, you're, you're living in Hove whilst you're with us? Yes, I'm living in Hove and I think I'm loving it, you know, the way I got the house and the, the way the club has looking after me. I think I think, thank you very much for the club for looking after me so well.
2: He's having a lovely time in Hove. Uh,
0: is his voice weird? You spoke a bit weirder yesterday, to be fair. But uh, maybe he was doing an impression of how a normal person speaks, I don't know. It's just- <laughs> it's uh i i think uh i mean yeah granted you you've you've somewhat shown me to be rash in my judgment of ishan Sharma's voice there but as i say i think that is the exception that proves the rule and maybe i'll come back in a in a future episode with a different uh take or a different case to present
2: well i mean it's a it's a a weak and porous defense i'll give you that but if you if you can return with some actual evidence then then that will be good because off that basis he just has a Normal voice, even if he's a little bit quiet for such a big man, uh, as Ollie said mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, you might have expected him to have a voice like the great Carly, who I don't know who he is. Is he a wrestler? He is indeed. He is a wrestler. Wow, all my knowledge of, of, of the theatre that is WWE really paying off. Anyway, Satch, this is from Ed Campbell. He lives in London. He says, hi, Satch. In 90 seconds, as you do tend to go on a bit with Indian cricket questions, in 90 seconds, how has Ishan Sharma written himself into Indian cricket folklore by building up to his big 300 wicket mark?
3: Thanks for that question, Ed Campbell, and the Associated Slander. He's... Um, is- he's written himself into Indian football he started he made his debut when he was about 18, 19 years old burst onto the scene made Ricky Ponting his bunny it was incredible he was touted his next big thing and then just went completely off the rails not off the rails he just came a bit sh** like just couldn't take wickets leaked runs became a laughing stock in a meme of Indian cricket if you
2: you can't take wickets and you leak runs that's not very good as a bowler
3: i agree that's what i just said bertie um but, but, he, but he also became a laughing stock as well and then since i think 2014 he's had a mid-career resurgence and uh, you know i can't i don't have the stats to hand but he's he averages pretty good and his economy rates are pretty good and he's takes a fair amount of wickets he's been one of India's best fast bowling weapons since since this mid-career resurgence. i think it kind of coincided around the time um Cody came in to be captain and yeah, he's 300 wickets, only two other Indian bowlers have done that. Kapil Dev and Zahir Khan, so yeah, fair play to him. He's, 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 a, he's a very reliable workhorse for us.
2: So for English eyes, as people who don't watch Ishan Sharma week in, week out, like I'm sure you've watched, uh, you watch at least two YouTube compilations of his greatest hits every single day. Uh, what are his sort of normal lines of attack? Like how does he bowl?
3: Well, he's, nowadays it's a lot more about just discipline control out, you know line and length outside off keeping the control there not letting the batsman get away he's um, nicking off gets the batsman to nick off quite often often gets the ball to come back into the right hander you know trap them LBW or bold so you know it, it, it's, it's a pleasant pleasant change to when you used to just spray the ball everywhere and can see it runs for fun
2: and that wraps it up quite nicely uh, surprisingly uh, surprisingly swift from you there Agwell it's been a great week of Test cricket and we'll be back again this weekend. I think the Test, second Test at Chennai starts on Saturday, so I'm sure next week. English hopes will be dashed and uh, Satch will be uh, inflated up to a 1,000 feet after after India squeezed past England by just 500 runs in the innings. But we'll be back this weekend with all the coverage of the second test. Again, if you want to get in contact, w- to contact with us, DM us at Rangan Cricket on Twitter or go onto our website www.rongancricket.com and we'll see you next week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Bye-bye. See you bye later. Bye-bye.
3: Goodbye.